Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Crack Podcast. What if he forgot? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to The Crack Podcast. You're all with your host, Mauricio Mookie Wilson. I'm so honored to have both of my two co-hosts on today. Let's get a big round of applause for Mr. Hurricane, a.k.a. Media. Let's hear it up for my man, Demarcus Beasley. Oh, you got me Changing it up, changing it yeah. up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming all the way from the DMV, we like to call him the scholar, but today he's the professor. Let's give it up for a big man, Gucci. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. Even brought my scholar glasses today, so. Yeah, but why you got glasses on, though? And why you got a hat on? Damn. Damn. <laughs> just start off each other in the back. Right? Jesus. Can a brother not have glasses today? I'm just asking why you have glasses on. Because, yeah, you know, some okay. people don't, they won't, they won't see the visual. That I see because so. it's dark. <laughs> I need my Goose. reading glasses. Yo, yeah, watch out. I, I, him, I had some. I had some. I had an eye procedure, so now I gotta let my eyes rest, and I'm wearing glasses. Thank you. See, I just. But I'm just saying, it looked like you had a black eye. I thought somebody knocked you out. It was you. It was you, Demarcus. <laughs> Demarcus, Demarcus asking why he's wearing a hat. Goose, asking why you're wearing a hat. I, I really want to know why he's wearing a hat. Why, Mookie? Why you cut off your bangs? You want to get it? We can. We can do this all day. That's we're gonna have, we're gonna have gonna Did you have a procedure? Did you have a procedure? Did you have a procedure? You might have had a procedure. I'm trying to ask a question. Maybe you got a yellow one for playing. I don't know. Right now. Why did you turn off his face? Oh man. I'm here for it. Yo, Gooch, you gotta watch out for him, man. He act like he the innocent one in the group. He come cutting with a sword. I just wanted to ask a question. I wasn't ready for that one. I wasn't. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all fun and games, but thank you so much for tuning in and joining us today. Um, you know. Uh, we're so happy to be back. We have a tremendous show. Uh, we're going to be joined a little bit later by, I think, the hottest and the coolest couple in uh, soccer throughout the country. Icons. 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 Um, Ali and uh, Ali Krieger and Ashton Harris. Uh, we'll be joining us, um, U.S. national team players, uh, World Cup players, Olympic winners. I mean, you name it. But um, recently just came out after a 10-year relationship and uh, recently got married in 2020. So we're going to celebrate that and celebrate a little bit of love. As we all know, we need it. Um, today, we're coming to you uh, with jokes and laughter and lots of love. But at the same time, um, you know, we have something that it's kind of been, uh, we can get a chance to talk about it, fellas. Um, you know, it, it, we're here with another moment, another tragedy that happened in the United States of America. Uh, we're going to take, talk about Jacob Blake a little bit and what's going on now here in Wisconsin. Um, you know, uh, Bees, give us a little input and first time you heard about it and, and what's your thoughts? I mean, the first time I saw it was on, on, on Twitter, yeah. uh, but I'm disgusted, man. It's, uh, it's the same shit that keeps happening over and over and over. And everybody that comes out with, a, with an excuse, and, well, not excuse, but reasons of yeah. why he got shot. Yeah. If you have to ask a reason why he got shot, you're, you're part of the problem right there. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and for if, if he might have 
had a gun or might have had a knife or whatever. That don't mean that you shoot the man seven times in his back. You know, so we've seen videos um, of how cops deal with white with with white people, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a video circuit circuit around when a dude had a a taser and the dude's yelling and pushing the cop, and the, the cop still has a taser in his yeah. hand. Yeah. You know, there was no gun pulled. He even got into the cop car yeah. and started and almost tried to drive away. You know, and that, that's the difference. And people still don't understand that. They're acting, oh well, why this? Why? I mean, you see, I'm getting hyper. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm angry. Um, I'm disgusted that this shit is still going. And, the and that's the main word, though. Bees, right? It's angry. Yes. Right. It's and you, you can't fault for feeling that way. You know, it's just like enough is enough. I think is the is a is a feeling that everybody feels. Enough is enough. Stop. It's tired of being politically correct. At the end of the day, the man, no matter what charges he had or what felonies he might have had or what warrants he had on him, the, the man who's a human being. is a human being. Thank you. Thank you. And, and that and that's what comes about Black Lives Matter, Professor. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I put it up on my Instagram today and it's funny the responses I got from, from I, got, I don't know these people. So if you want to call them fans or peeping toms, whatever you want to say. Your followers. My, yeah, call them followers. Okay, we'll follow call them followers. Right. Well, I don't call them followers when they when they hit back at something like this, right? And so I wrote, how is Jacob Blake seen as a deadly threat for a theoretical weapon that he might have or might use to commit a crime and then shot seven times in the back? Then, to follow that up, but a white gunman who was armed and already shot people. Two people. Who showed that he was a threat, was arrested the following day and given full due process and treated like a human being whose life matters. But, 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 but you, you forgot one thing in that, in that Gooch, in that, in that scene. He went, to, he went to the cops with his hands up and the cops rolled right past him. He's got an he's got a, he's got a, a, a AR-15 on his, on his, on his shoulder. And the cops didn't even stop him. The man didn't was, say nothing. And then was, Eric, you can hear everybody yelling in, in the video said he that was him. He's the one that shot. He's the one that shot. The cop just rolled right past him. Mm-hmm. Brother, how, he, how, he, how, slept, how he, he slept, he slept the night in his own bed. In his own crib. Yeah. In his own bed. Wow. But you, you know, the worst part about it is he he was out there all day, all night. Ain't even from Wisconsin. Like, the, the cops, exactly. He crossed the border. And the cops looked at him as He's one of theirs, right? He mm-hmm. said, he said, actually, they have it on video that he said to them, um, or one of them made a statement saying the cops told him that, listen, we're going to push him down there so you can handle them, meaning the protesters, you know? And, and he's, he's not guarding his father's um, uh, family business. He picked a business that's a, that already was, uh, I guess, looted or what have you, and he chose to stand in front, and he went there looking for trouble. He went there looking for trouble. He went there for confrontation. Right. You don't carry a big weapon like that, not looking for confrontation. Right. And, and he had the audacity if he would say he's, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, protecting himself. He's not in his yeah. home where somebody's breaking in or, 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 or somebody's chasing him. Or it, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and I said, enough is enough. And I'm tired of the bullshit. And then another thing, this, the, 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 one of the problems that we have right now is the, the people of power, the people that can affect change don't. If you, if you heard the chief of police yeah. in, that, in, 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 um, in Wisconsin, he put out a statement that night and said, the problem, the biggest issue was that they were, they're out past curfew. Yeah. Are you, are you kidding me? He didn't say nothing about, he didn't say nothing about the murder that yeah. happened in his, in, in his streets. Yes. He said, oh, well, if they were out past curfew, then, then that wouldn't happen. And he said the, the 17 year old that uh, was from uh, Illinois uh, came 
was from Illinois. He came uh, to resolve what would that, what 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 whatever what was happening in 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 his city. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't he didn't call it a murder. He's basically yeah. what saying that yeah. what happens because they it's, it's okay what happened. You know? Gentlemen, okay are, are, that, we, are we surprised? Right. Don't don't we realize that the but this, that's the problem though. You got the chief of police saying that shit that. It wasn't even a murder. Listen, He's... listen. I mean, we, 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 unfortunately, in the beginning of this pandemic, all the riots, George Floyd's death, everyone's, you know, speaking and protesting. And to answer your question, are we surprised? No, we're not surprised because this is not new to this year. This is not new to the last two years. This is not new to the last 10 years, right? This is something that's been going on since the birth of this country. Yes. You know what I'm saying? This has never not been here. For 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 those for those people that are just recently woke, this is how this country has always been. This is how we have functioned blindly in this country up until recently, and it. I'm not surprised. It just hurts like every time, yeah. and, and, and every time it's just like, all right. Hopefully, this is the last time. Don't you guys? Hopefully, think, this is the last. Don't time. you guys think that you know? It's only going to get worse lead up to, to, to November. And when I say worse, meaning that the, the backlash, right? You have the protesters. Then you have the people like um, the 17-year-old kid who, who shot and murdered two, two persons uh, the other night. There's a lot more of them. Michigan, they showed you. There's a lot more than they ready. They want to. You know, I read something about the town that that kid comes from. They said it's a small town. There's nothing to do. Kids are bored. They have no jobs. And he's sitting there watching internet, watching the um, uh, Trump rallies, and he's feeling like that's something that he can live for. You know, why does a 17 year old kid feel like he needs that? Why is a 17 year old kid not looking to go to school, college, getting ready to go um, to, to into the semester, go to um, community college somewhere? Why is he worrying about trying why, to why is a business that's not why in is his the, town? Why is his mother picking him up? <laughs> he's driving him. Yeah. And, 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 and he, if you look at his page, he, he's always shooting his guns. He's, he's all about um, uh, the blue. Uh, point, 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 point is, he went there to murder people. That's yeah, what, it, that's what yeah. he went to do. He, he wanted some to, action. He, he wanted some action. Somebody. Yeah. You, you bring the guns to yeah. he You're not going action. to protect You're a, not going a, to a business that you don't even somebody. know about. Don't even know about. <laughs> you don't even know the business with guns, automatic yeah. weapons. You went there because you were hoping to shoot somebody. That's yeah. it. He was hoping to shoot. He didn't know who he was going to shoot. He's like, tonight I'm going hunting. And, and, and we discussed this because, you know, obviously um, the NBA, MLS, um, tennis players all decided to, you know, sports wasn't important and wanted to make a presence and wanted to make a statement by not playing the playoffs. That's huge. And, and I think we live in a moment where I didn't think I ever would see something like this, where players who are millionaires, young African-Americans would think about more than themselves to think about the bigger picture and would sacrifice their careers and their money um, for, the, for the wealth of, of the culture and, and the country. You know, if that's not patriotic, I don't know what is. You know? Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was pleasantly pleased when I saw that and I was like, wow, okay. Now, you know, everybody said that they're behind something, they're unified, but they're actually really showing it now, you know, and I appreciate that. The, the great question, Bees, is, what would it take to get the players back, right? You sit out one game, and what's the difference? I think the easy statement is an arrest yeah. for the officer, yeah. right? You don't have to be – not saying you have to put him in jail, but he has to be arrested. Arrested, charged with something, um, put on um, – uh, make bail, 
and, and, and we move further from there and wait for the trial. And I think, I think, I hope that they express that and that's what the NBA and, and kind of are pushing for. You know, we want the bigger picture, but for the immediate, we need that officer arrested. Yeah, plain, plain yeah, plain and simple. You need, you want to see action. It's, it's no more the, the word. We, we saw that kneeling is not, is not enough, you know? Yeah. So now we need, we need action. We, we, we see that there's some people that are, uh, are woke and they, they understand why we, we kneel in the first place. But now it's about action. Now it's about putting these people behind bars, uh, holding these people accountable and mm-hmm. just treating us like human beings. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, or just our, caring. Our, yeah. Our, our biggest threat, our biggest threat is not a gun. It's our black skin. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. That, and that's a crazy thing to say, but that's the truth. That's the truth. And that's society they have to teach your kids that, right? And that's, and that's the, you're supposed to be an American citizen. You're supposed to be somebody that you say, listen, we're taxpayers, we're, we're people who, you know, help build this country. And the, what we're trying to say, Black Lives Matter, we're trying to say that the black flesh, the human being of a black man, the black woman does not equal the human being in the, in the eyes of, of Caucasians, right? It, we don't get the same treatment, right? There's no reason that man shouldn't have walked away. Even if he was jumped in his car, and, you have his plates, you have three officers, Right. And then for me, they punks. Right. They punks. You have to shoot this man. It's three of you there. And you have to shoot this man. So obviously the, the department failed on, on training. The department failed on 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 hiring, you know, and, and again, you know, you know, it's just ha- enough is enough. And, and I hope I pray that at least we can see arrests um, coming this weekend or if not tomorrow. Today. Today, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so we'll, we'll keep you guys posted and, um, and continue to, uh, bring attention, obviously every time, um, um, <clears throat> when things like this occur and uh, again, um, we'll circle back and, um, have a conversation about this and hopefully we can have a better update. Um, another tragic situation that some Barcelona fans might feel is Messi is out of here. <laughs> Messi is out of here. Um, it's, it's reported that Messi put in a request to leave Barcelona and where is he going? And I don't believe it. I heard, don't believe he, it. I, I heard, I, believe it. I heard he's coming to Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati <laughs> in, the, in the MLS. I don't know. You tell me. I didn't see the, I didn't see yeah. the report, but the picture wasn't Messi though. <laughs> I think I read, I think it was um, uh, in Seattle, the, uh, uh, the the general manager, I can't remember his name, Garth, I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said that. Garth he Waverly. Wouldn't, he wouldn't, yeah, there you go. He wouldn't be surprised if he saw Messi in the MLS within 12 to 24 months. Come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Uh, unless, uh, unless the MLS is giving him part ownership in the entire league. Of the whole <laughs> league. <laughs> Thank you. Of the whole league. The whole league. But, so, why, oh, wait, wait, so wait, wait, why don't you, why don't you believe it? Why don't you I, I just, you know, we, I'm, I know, Me- Barcelona, Messi, Messi, Barcelona. But, it's been just, ha- but, it, uh, but all this, all this stuff that's been happening has been I know, but, from the season. You know yeah. Like, it's, it's not, it's bigger than the players. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's, Definitely. it's bigger, it's, it's all the, you know, with the elections they got going on, what I'm trying, I heard that they're trying to move it up so they can get, um, out of there before messing yeah, it. I, I just think I, they're, I, they're gonna do. They're gonna sacrifice. Gonna do anything they can to keep that man. In. Of course they will. That's yeah, what they. That's what they. They're trying to keep, still keep the same uh, buyout clause, which is seven hundred million, which is yes, ridiculous. You yep. know, to, uh, to and obviously Messi is trying to get around that. So and, and with the fair play though, bees, it's not that easy for him to just hop and skip. You know, oh no, of course and, not. And, and, and it's messy. Yeah, it's messy. So so that's why I don't believe it. I don't believe that Messi in his heart really wants to leave. I think that maybe career-wise, obviously, it might be a good move. He doesn't want to rebuild. Of course. Maybe. I mean, he said it, though. He said he doesn't want to. He, he, he would love to finish his career in Barcelona. Yeah. But he wants to be. But the thing is, he 
for him to be happy, and this is what he said, not what I think. Yeah. For him, they have to be winning, winning titles. That's what he's about. Going that's for what titles. He's always been going, on. For, going titles. for titles. Having so, a chance to. So it's Coleman. Them. It's Coleman, the new manager's job to try to convince them that they can still do that. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. But. Exactly. I mean, it's not like that hard for Barcelona to regroup, right? One or two players yeah. and they keep it shaking, you know. But uh, let me ask you, um, Professor, as a general manager um, for a Premier League club or MLS, um, how much would you spend on Messi? And you, how many years do you think Messi has left at the top level? As a premiership club, I don't even know. That's a hard one, right? Because Messi has spent his whole career in La Liga. Liga that doesn't necessarily mean that he'll be successful and that will translate to the premiership, right? That's a bold can... statement, my brother. No, 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 it's not. It's true. Yeah, it I love that... it. I love you know, it. That's you, a bold know, have statement. You not, have, you not, have you not seen Messi play? What? What? what have bees? You... you have never played La Liga. Are you, are you agreeing with me? Or with, are you agreeing with I'm, me? Or I'm, with... I'm disagreeing with you. Oh, okay. Well, listen, I didn't say he couldn't. I didn't say he wouldn't. I didn't say he couldn't. I'm just saying you don't know. It doesn't automatically mean it will change. Why are you scared to go against you, man? That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm saying 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 I'm to the premiership. He's played mm -hmm. in a league that uh, his whole career, he knows the style of play. The premiership is different. It's different. I mean, there's no question about that, right? Will, could he be successful? 110% in the right form, in the right team that plays the right kind of football. Obviously, mm -hmm. Man City is a great team that probably would fit his style of play. Um, but how much would you pay for this man at 33 years old saying that he's going to win you championships and Champions Leagues? Because he can't, he, he can't go to it. a team. He Whatever can't go to a Whatever team he goes to, he has to want he that has to be a team that is a champion league contender to win. Of course. That of means course. that team has a lot of big money. And then, and, then, and then not even that. It's just there's only a few teams that can even afford Messi, especially at this time. The Manchester you know, you look at, I mean, City, from what, from what I'm sure we've all read, you know, Man City, Man United. Definitely not definitely not Arsenal. PS, oh no, definitely not Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal. <laughs> PSG. And um, uh, I think maybe one of the Italian teams, maybe Inter Milan or, or I think he's I, I I can see a PSG, but it's not a lot of teams that can't even afford Messi. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you why. PSG. One, they're gonna be like, "Yo, Messi, hey man, uh, we 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 know you, Messi, but hey man, can you can you take about a twenty million dollar pay pay cut? Can can you can you do that for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah, Messi. Come on, Messi. Right? You know what I'm You got so enough I, money. You got enough so money. Those there's only like a half. There's only not even a handful, probably less than that, just because of the, the pandemic now that we're going through. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, man, that, what I've heard is Man City, Man United, and PSG could only could only afford him. But let me keep it real though, afford. that jersey sale will probably pay, probably you know almost at least through half of seven hundred million. Yeah, pay for. But they for all the but for, for all the for all the naysayers that you know that that don't think he'll be successful. Man, y'all, man, nobody said he wasn't gonna I, be. I successful. didn't say you. See, see, I said naysayers. No, I said naysayers. There hasn't been any naysayers yet. How I, you know? I have, he I has read, followers. I read a lot of people that yeah. said that Messi won't, Messi won't be the same player. Messi won't be Messi in the Premier League. But he showed you that that he can't carry a team on his back by himself. Correct, right or wrong? Can, he or, can. can or cannot? Cannot. In 2000, in 2020, he cannot carry a team by himself. How, 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 Barcelona how, 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 didn't how, how, win the, didn't win the league. They didn't win Champions. Did you, did you see what this man did? Do you see? Did you see his? And I'm not a stat I watch guy. him play. I'm the same. I'm not, and, I'm not, and I'm not a stat guy. 
Dude still had over 30 goals and over 20 assists. Look, look. What yeah, I mean, guy, yo, yo, Bees has turned into a stack CBS, guy CBS, baby. <laughs> CBS, baby. He said, I'm not a stack guy. It's <laughs> not <laughs> calling Mr. Saying. Media, baby. Mr. Media. Just, what, what, what team, what club in the BZ, world listen, would though, not BZ, want listen, a 30 though. goal? Be, Messi. Be, but Bees, keep it real, right? Everything goes through Messi in Barcelona. Yeah, and everything right. will go through him if you go to Man City. All right, but going through him, it did not. They did not win uh, the league. They did not win the Champions League. That is a fair. Yeah, but okay, but when okay when he was winning Champions League, who did he have with him? And I'm not when, saying that he, when should you had here back in the day. That don't mean nothing. Yeah, but okay, but the players don't. Okay, look, if you only have two or three players that's playing at the level that he needs, Barcelona to is play. not. You trying to tell me Barcelona didn't have enough players to win the Champions Listen, League? Listen, can I can I finish? Can I finish? They have enough quality. Let, let, let me finish. Let me finish. All right. I'm Order saying they're all good. No, 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 no. I, I, I was never, ever, everyone, I've never, ever at that level. I'm saying if they're not playing at the level of Barcelona, and they weren't. You saw, I mean, you don't get beat 8-2 for nothing. And that's, yeah. I'm talking about even when after yeah. the, the, whole, the whole last season, they didn't, they, they were up and down. Yeah. But if you don't have at least eight, nine, ten players playing at the Barcelona, Barcelona level, yes, 100%. They're all good players. They're, they're great and all, all that. But they weren't confident. They weren't mm-hmm. playing well. You know, if you don't have that, you're not gonna win. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what Messi does. Yeah. He, when he when they were winning, even though Iniesta and blah 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 and all those guys that they had on the team, they were still all at a high level. Definitely. Every single one of those players were playing at a high level. This year, it wasn't. It wasn't happening. But I'm actually question: Who right now is not on a high level in Barcelona starting eleven? Uh, everybody but Messi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, I mean, catch a joke, though. You look at even, I mean, I mean I'm just going by just one game. Trust me. I, I know it's throughout the whole season. I love Ter Stegen. But you need him to step up. That last game against against Munich, he was terrible. You know, he wasn't good. But yeah. he's, a, he's a great player. He had a bad game. Yes, you have, you have bad games. I understand that. But to win games and to, to win championships, you need players. And Gucci, you know, you need players to play at a different level every week. Most, that, most, most let's of the keep time. it real. Let's keep it real. Yeah, only, and they haven't done that. There's only one team we can see Messi playing for, and that's Man City, style-wise. I can't I see him playing. I, think, for, I, I can't him see him Pe- playing Pe- for Man City. Pep's Man. already texting him on WhatsApp. Like. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And we all know that uh, we can't see him playing in Man United for that. You know, we can't. I can see him playing at PSG, and I'd be honest, I can see him. I'll tell you why. I can see him going Juventus. I'll tell you why Ronaldo. The reason he can't go to PSG is because of his price tag and the French taxes. Yeah, yeah. Which taxes. are so much worse than any other country. Yeah. So basically, I thought Spain actually, was worse. No, no, no. France no? is the worst. It, okay. They you actually have to pay twice that. Uh, it's it's something stupid. Yeah. Like what they have to pay over in order for the player to get what they want. It's ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, man, but but speaking about um, old mans like Messi, let's go into some youth. Um, let's get a big round of applause for our guy, Weston McKinney. Uh, we just want to announce that he just completed his deal to go to Juventus. This big is money. amazing. 21-year-old American footballer from U.S. men's national team, transferred from right. FC Schalke and Bundesliga to the Juventus to play for Perlo. What type of miracle story is this? <laughs> this is crazy. It's crazy. That, that, it's doesn't, crazy. It doesn't happen every... Every year, I'll tell you that much. Um, Weston has been on a positive trajectory since he's left this Man, country. Since he left this country. Since he left this country. He, he, he's turned heads at Schalke, and, and unfortunately, they had a less than great season this year and gave him the opportunity to leave and actually take a yes. step back to take two steps forward, right? To, wow. to be able to land at Juventus. And Pirlo, I guess, making his mark in one of his first signings 
making Weston one of his first signings, and he obviously sees something special in this kid. I'm, I'm, I'm in, interested and anxious to see how his kind of style is going to translate to the Italian football, which is a lot more tactical and patient. And you know, Weston than the Bundesliga. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Italy is just tactics, tactics, like patience, but I mean, patience. And Weston's like a kind of a, yeah, but okay. go, go, and you go, can go. And he okay. hates to be he hates to be confined. He okay, hates but, but listen, but listen though, if you if you if you listen to Perlo's interview or well, yes. his first as a as a head coach, that's what yeah. he wants. He needs yeah. he wants energy. He energy. Wants, yeah. The way he the way he wants to play is the way Weston plays. It's a yeah. you know that's a perfect. He play. said he wants to follow what he was doing at New York City FC and take yeah, that style of play. He wants to, you know, have, have that high intensity. <laughs> take that style of play to Juventus. But he wants to have that high intensity, midfielders up and down the park. Um, in the, uh, they lose the ball trying to get it, you know, as soon as possible. And that's Weston. He, he has an engine. He can yeah. run the whole 90 minutes. That's him. And yeah, that's, what he, that's what he needs. The other stuff, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll remain to be seen. You know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a dog, baby. But. Now, now the question is, um, how would this, how's he going to deal with the pressure and the on, off, off the field distractions, right? 21 years old, getting a lot of money playing next to Ronaldo and being a celebrity. Gooch, you got a chance to play for a giant of AC Milan at a time where they were at the highest as a young American. Um, hey, you, see, hey, you, see, you, you didn't see Gooch's face. Gooch like this, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> He's like, yeah, right. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Champions League quarterfinal yeah, yeah, right. over yeah, here. I didn't play for AC Milan, though. No. Uh, I just want to say, I, I, I won an over 30 league one time. But, um, <laughs> but, but Goose, like, keep it real. Like, it's not as easy and sweet as everybody thinks it's going to be. No, it's, 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 it's going to be difficult. I mean, playing in a locker room where you question whether you're the best or the worst on the team, you know, it, it, yeah. it's a different atmosphere, right? You're coming into a, a locker room of stars, right? Not to say that Schalke was a, a, a bad locker room. Obviously it was a great locker room, but it's a step up. It's a more than a yeah, step more up. You're, step, you're playing, yeah. you're playing alongside one of the greatest players to ever be on the field, Cristiano Ronaldo, yes. right? Yeah. And you're playing for one of the greatest midfielders to ever play the game <laughs> in Pirlo. Right. And so it's a different level and I'm sure, he's going to expect more out of himself, just mm -hmm. like the club now is going to have him under a microscope and expect out of him, yes. you know, be like, cause it, he's, he's an outcast in, in, in regards. He's an American midfielder. They're going to be like, we spoke about that. We spoke about that. Who's this American? They're signing uh, a Juventus, you know, what is he going to do? So I hope that he turns head just like Christian did when he signed to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I think he will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I, I can't watch. I can't wait to watch. And, and the good thing that he has the whole preseason to get ready. He signed early. He's not coming in late. Yeah. You know, he can yeah, be on yeah. the ball and jump. Um, he's, he's coming into a brand new stadium, brand new history. Yeah. I mean, again, this is a fairy tale situation, man. And, and Weston, right. we just wants to be very proud of you, kid. Um, big shouts to Corey Gibbs, his agent, and Team Wasserman for doing a great job. And um, you know, hopefully, this opens up a, a a big door for a lot of American players to start going to play in Italy. And big clubs, at that. big clubs at yeah. that, man. That's got, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. But 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 the problem is, what if he doesn't play? Well, let's not think about that yet. That's what everyone was saying about Christian, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what we're here for, though, Goots. Uh, we, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. He's my, this has been my man's, my brother. I'm trying to see him succeed, especially yeah. in this climate. Shoot, I want. I, I, there is no what if. He's going to succeed. He's going to turn heads, and he's going to start. That's it. Yeah, he's going. He's going to play. He's going to play. Well, if you're wow. talking, if you're talking about success and you're talking about playing, you got to mention two of the icons and 
U.S. national team history. Let's give a big round of applause to our guests, Ali Krieger, Ashlyn Harris. What's up? What's up, lady? Yeah, y'all gotta, gotta come off mute. I'm sorry. You gotta yeah. come off. Hi. It's perfect, Simon. What's up, y'all? Sorry, I only done Zoom once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Bees think he's a uh, you know a professional media guy now since he just did CBS Champions League. Talking about you gotta come off mute. You know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm just saying that's what they gotta do. They gotta come off mute. Hi guys. She just said they haven't done Zoom. These guys, two are gonna these two are gonna argue at for least the twice or three show. times. <laughs> perfect. How y'all doing? Good. We're just. We're back in training. Yes. Oh, yes. Round of applause for that. Round of applause for that. <laughs> I, I, I felt for you guys not, not getting a chance to play in Utah. So, you know, yeah, miss, it was, miss you guys in the field. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was, was that. You might hear our dog snoring in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. He, he snores on here sometimes, too. So watch out. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, don't, don't bring <laughs> in personal anyway, shit. Anyway, we, we, we spoke a little bit with, uh, with Sydney about, about, you know, obviously the pride not going to the, the tournament and how that made her feel. I'm sure you yeah. got de devastated. You know, I can't even imagine as veterans and then at the end to be like, you know, what, you know, what, what, what's going on? You know, like, how did you guys take that? What, what, we didn't yeah. actually dive in. What, what was, what was done after that? Like, repercussions. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it's been such a weird time, and things have been like so much bigger than sport. Like, as much as it sucks, mm -hmm. like there's such a bigger picture right now. So I haven't. I like. I was pretty upset, but I was like, this weird. This year's been so weird that mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not pressed by it. I'm not like some people are hit harder. Yeah, you're over um, it. It's, over it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I'm over this year. And it's yeah. like, I don't like have the love and joy and passion to be like mm. playing and performing when like such shitty events are going on. Like it totally no takes the fun and love and like, I don't know. Yeah, like mental. football is always something like you turn to with your homies and it's yeah. like every day you show up, it's like, man, more shit's going on, more like really hard talks mm. are happening and like it's super heavy and it's like exhaust, like this year has been so exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of like overplaying this year. I gotta be honest. Like I'm not even like, I haven't been that into it. Yeah. And it's like, even like showing up today and, and like, you know, hearing all the teams and what they're doing and mm -hmm. boycotting the leagues, like, I totally get it. Like when LeBron says, "Like man, I don't even feel like playing." Like a lot of us feel the same way. Yeah, like yeah, you have to put priorities. I've also got a backseat really this yeah. year. Sorry. Well, listen. Let's not forget though. We have to. You can't just throw away 2020, right? You guys got married. No. You guys got married. Yeah. I got married. Oh, yeah. So we're still going. <laughs> we're still going to celebrate 2020. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. No, no, for sure, for sure. There's just like. There's a lot to be thankful for and grateful for, but we got to yeah. dive into a lot of other things right now than football, you know, like as much as, yeah, like it's such a platform to create change and like pave the way for people to actually just like educate themselves and listen and show up for other people. So I think that's been the biggest blessing during mm -hmm. this whole, you know, situation going on and in our country so that's been like a good thing just having such good open and honest conversations with it's just beautiful you know players on our team yeah it's been good i mean football like right now is just kind of like we show up we're, we're training just because it's you know our job and yeah. we're we're there to do it but also to kind of have these conversations with our teammates and and ask the right questions and 
kind of bond together and, you know, speak up for what we believe in and speak up for what's right right now with these, um, the racial injustice going on. And yeah, Ash is absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's not really about football this year. It's about coming together and figuring out how to solve these, these issues. Yeah, we were just talking about earlier of Jacob Blake and how proud we were of not only the NBA players, but the MLS players stepping up as well. The WNBA, um, you know, it's, it's really a, a, a great time that we get a chance to see this, but it's still horrific mm -hmm. that we have to deal with this. And the mental uh, health, mm -hmm. and you spoke on it, the mental health is, is a big issue that's going to plague all Americans, you know, and what we've been mm -hmm. going through and what type of year we had, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it really is hard to sit here and ask you guys about the World Cup when we know so much injustice is mm -hmm. going on in the world, you know. And, and that's why we want to come here and just have a real talk with you guys. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you guys have uh, blown up. And um, ever since the Vogue, you know, you guys have uh, the big cover. You guys have been all over the place. And, um, and uh, you know, it's nice so much we can ask you guys about that we don't really know or other people don't know, your followers don't yeah. know. But, but so I thought it would be best we speak about what's going on now and how you guys are dealing with it and what we can do and what solutions can we come up with today to help with this situation. Mr. Professor. Well, I mean, honestly, first I want to throw this in. They probably forget this because we're little pieces of rubble in your big castle of, of life right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, please. But I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, 2013. I don't know if, uh, if you guys are on the same team in uh, – my uh, charity kickoff event, but these two played. And yeah. If you yeah. Remember? Do you remember Mookie? Of course. Mookie claims he had MVP in that in that event. There wasn't even there wasn't no damn trophy. There wasn't no damn trophy. <laughs> listen, listen. They gave it to me by the bathroom, but I got a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. That was in D that was in DC or yeah. Maryland. That was uh, that was my first. Uh, like one of the first times meeting both of you because mm -hmm. obviously yeah, that, was my, that was my first time meeting you guys as well. I was yeah, introduced yeah, yeah, via Chris obviously because he was training yeah. you guys and I was like hey these guys these girls are in the area would they you know would they want to be involved he's like yeah I think so I'm like bring them yeah. on bring them on you know that was that was great but and now look at transition seven years later I know, crazy. Two-time World Cup winners. You guys are freaking superstars on the cover of this, on the cover of that. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's been but, wild. But also that time, you guys didn't come out, right? And, no, and, that time, yeah. and you were together, right? And, and having to live that way, you know, is, is, is something that I was so happy and proud when I saw you guys um, get married, come out in 2019. You know, um, I had no idea, obviously, but I, I started thinking I can imagine what you guys were going through to not be able to express mm -hmm. yourself in public, you know? Um, can you speak a little bit about that transition? And mm -hmm. is it a little bit weird now that it's like so out and open <laughs> and accepted and you can kind of flaunt it and kind of be proud and, and not have to kind of yeah. hide it a little bit? I mean, I think it was, I mean, all of our friends and family and teammates knew, okay. obviously, but um, and the closest people in our lives that matter, yeah. you know, that matter. Um, so it wasn't really a, you know, a thing for us. I just okay. feel like it was more so about being professional and with, you know, our, our job and yeah. with our employer and with us soccer, like we weren't really sure like how people were going to react. And if one of us was going to get cut, you know, for being who we are. And, um, you really and had so that I feel feeling, like, though? You really had that feeling? You thought they, there's a possibility? Yeah, we, wow. we, yeah of course. Oh, I mean, yeah, and also like, to lose scared. sponsorships, potentially, because yes. this, is, this is our livelihood. This is how we make money, yes. um, is the national team and uh, our sponsorships. And so I don't think at that time when we were younger, we were really willing to sacrifice that. Um, and, and also, 
you know, being public figures, it's, I mean, as you guys know, I mean, your information's out there. And yeah. so what was you the know, turning we, point where you were like, you know, screw it. Like we're secure I, and confident that whatever, we're just going to come out and be us. Yeah. I feel like that was when Jill had left me off the roster in 2017 when um, I kind of went through that two year period where she didn't call me up for camps any, any longer. And so I think we kind of went through the shift where it was like, all right, I mean, I'm not on the team anymore. And we're just kind of like living our life and, you know, it's more accepting in, in our culture. Um, so, you know, like screw it. like we were having a feeling of like now we feel like we're hiding when like yeah. a lot of fans and people know but it's like why can't we just be yeah. who we are why is Definitely. it a thing you know right. um and and then after that like at the time the u.s soccer president and our head coach and all these people our gm had reached out and texted us and said congrats and all this and it was just like all of our yeah. sponsors sent us flowers and gifts and like Amazing. it was like yeah yeah, it was, it, a, it, was it was a big turning point for us, and so we were like, "Why didn't we do this earlier?" Yeah. Um, and and it just was really organic, and it was natural and very authentic, and I think that's why it felt good at the time. That's 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 beautiful. I mean, I, you guys have you played at the Spirit together. Now you're playing at the Pride. You played in Europe together as well, right? We did, but we weren't on the same team. She was playing for Frankfurt, yeah. and I was playing for Duisburg. So oh, who's, who, who's, who's following who? How is this working? How are you guys structuring this? What, what's going on? She was following me. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Let it be known. Let it be known. Happy, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> so now, no, now y'all do contracts. Y'all, y'all negotiate together now? Y'all got to be on the same team? The same. I, we should. We should. I mean, no, no, no. I'm, she can play for like three, four more years. But yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, before that. So we'll see. No, but I had already, I was already in Frankfurt for like, I played there for like five and a half years right after college. We didn't have a league in the U.S. So I was like, how am I going to get to the national team? So I was like, I'm not going to play pickup with my guy friends from high school every Tuesday, Thursday night to get there. So like, <laughs> I need to go and do something about it. So when I went there, um, we had met at National Team Camp during the time I was still playing for Frankfurt. So I would come home to the U.S. and go to camps, but then head back to Germany and play my season. So I met her like randomly at one of the camps preparing for the 2011 World Cup. And ever since then, yeah. Pretty much history. Yeah. yeah. So we were friends for like that first like time period and then... You know, it was great you talk about Europe because um, recent headlines, a lot of the U.S. national team players have been um, going over to Europe and mm -hmm. the Premier League clubs and the French league as well has been investing more money into the women's programs, into the women's club. How do you guys feel about that? If you were coming out as a young player, um, I have a, a close friend of ours, uh, Brianna Pinto, who's coming out of the University mm -hmm. of North Carolina. Um, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's why I brought it up. Um, but, but also, you know, she has the opportunity now when she comes out. Uh, what do you suggest if you were in her shoes? Would you go overseas or would you stay here and play in the States? I mean, it's different, right? So when we, when we got out of college, there really wasn't like a stable league. Like yeah. I went to Europe because the WPS folded mm -hmm. and I needed to play. Um, and, and people will say mixed emotions, like, you know, LA coming in. I mean, these teams are putting in so much money. Money, Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, 
three teams are coming in, like the, the league is continuing to grow. I think if you would take COVID out of the situation, no one would, no one would be leaving. People okay, are gotcha. leaving right now because gotcha. they want to play. Okay. Um, so I just, I think it's interesting. Someone will probably say, she'll probably say something different. <laughs> yeah. I hated it when I went to Europe. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, wow. I did not no, like I'm it. Like, I wow. like did not vibe off of like the culture like I thought I would. Um, it was fun for a few weeks, and then I was <laughs> like, "Ready to go home?" That was it. I'm ready to go home. I'm a beach girl. I needed a skateboard, my surfboard. I needed people to like hold the door when I walked in and like, <laughs> have a conversation. Like everyone yeah. was like. New York. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. There's some know. nice people in New York too, you know. I was farm left and right people. I mean, it's just a different culture, you know. And it's We're like I'm football goof- wise. Yeah, I mean, it's a football's great, right? Yeah. I mean, it, football is, is definitely. Is a, so when you speak, when you when you speak on your experience of not liking it, it's more outside of the game yeah. than the actual. I, yeah, I, like I did nothing. I. <laughs> would go to training, come home and be like, this sucks. Yeah. And, and that's the life of I mean, that's how, that's how I was in Germany. When I was in yeah. Germany, that was, that's mm-hmm. how I was. I didn't, that's I, why you I, liked I, it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I literally trained, I went home and that was it. That was I, it? Loved, yeah. I, I loved my other experiences when I was in Holland and other countries, but, but Germany, yeah. oh man. That I was, have a different that experience. Was a nightmare. <laughs> that was Germany a nightmare. was you were, hard. You were both I in Frankfurt, the city, you were both no. in Frankfurt. No, mm-hmm. we're, what, what city were you? I was in Frankfurt and was she was in Duisburg. Duisburg. She was only about like two hours, yeah. not even like an hour and 45. Frankfurt, Frankfurt's a nice city though. Yeah. yeah. My, I mean, my, my no enjoyment nice literally came from driving from Duisburg to Frankfurt because I could go 150 miles an hour. Yeah. That was like, that was like my, my excitement for like the entire time I was there. I'm like, I can get in the car and drive as fast as I want and be as reckless as I want. And I was like, I was like, like the, all the cars are so little. I was yes. Like, Go karting my way to Frankfurt. Well, I, I partied with Frankfurt. Frankfurt's cool. I think all I think all players need to go and have that experience just yeah. because it like I don't know it changed my perspective on the type of person I wanted to become, the type of player and woman I I you know am now. Oh, yeah, I feel like time to soul search because you're all alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I drink a lot of wine. Exactly. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, and I'm still drinking, so you know. There yeah, you go. <laughs> and I would go to dinner by myself. I'd go to lunch. I don't know. I just feel like I learned a lot um, when I was over there. Just kind of had this really cool experience. But I also landed on a team with like seven German national team players. Yeah. So like baller. I, yeah, I was like set, and I, I didn't even realize that when I was going. I just showed up, and I was like, "Oh, very good friends." And like, did you ever get a chance know. to meet Alex Meyer over there? Yeah, yeah. actually, I did. Big Al. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. yep. So we went Good to visit club. him, and then Ricardo played over there as well. So Frankfurt is yeah, definitely been. Yeah, I, hu- I went to uh, over to Ricardo's house with him and his wife. And wife. And, yep. Like, hung yep. Out. yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so that was cool when he was there because my agent helped him. Get like there. get there yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, i yeah. met him like early on and, and it's like, good food right in, it's good food in frankfurt it's nice indian restaurants i mean <laughs> you can do your thing if frankfurt I the mean, first place i went i went to a bougie alex took me to a bougie restaurant and they were playing hip-hop music they had a dj <laughs> and i looked at all these old white people like what are they what is going on here <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was dope frankfurt was dope man frankfurt was dope. i don't know i i loved it i had a yeah. really good time but yeah i mean it just depends on who's on your team uh, yeah um, I, it, it so and everyone's the city, gonna have it and the yeah. city that's what i mean yeah yeah for sure 
but 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 you know, what do you guys think of the how's the league growing here? Is it on the right track? Um, um, like you said, uh, Angel City's coming in, spending a lot of money, but is that going to be balanced with uh, what's my guys in Jersey? Um, um, Sky, Sky Blue. Blue. Sky, Sky, Sky Blue, Blue. which, which yeah. doesn't, doesn't spend a lot of money. I mean, it would, it would be an imbalance. Um, do you find like the best players in the world are still coming here to play? That's my concern. No, I, I don't think the best players in the world are coming here, to, here play to play besides anyway. like, you know, our American players who yeah. are obviously the best in the world. Yeah, you can um, say it. We, we have it. <laughs> um, no, but like there are like, I mean, there's some amazing, brilliant players who are not going to come because our league is not the same as in, over in Europe. So it's difficult to leave for like FIFA dates. And it's just, I wish our league would go and, and the MLS, I wish it would go from August until May. Yeah. And then everybody would have just an easier transfer, um, you know, transfer date, yes. transfer period. And it would just be so much more smooth. And I feel like a lot of those players don't come because they don't play, you know, the, the 11 months out of the year. Or the 12, the I've, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard that the, the salary restrictions as well in the NWSL has forced oh, a yeah. lot of European players I mean, to not to not want to come uh, to uh, yeah yeah that's true but they that's did true. just change that I think mm -hmm. last year because they saw people season. leaving yeah. so they saw like Sam Kerr go to Chelsea from from Chicago yes. and they're like well how can we keep these players here well we got to get more money we got to get more sponsors to to put more money into these teams yeah. and we got to get we got to get money from from the club itself. Um, to, to what do you how are you going to make your club team attractive for these players to stay yes, you know I mean how are you going to make these players happy and that's that's a part of it I mean, I mean Gooch well, mentioned in the past um, episodes about uh, equality of pay but not necessarily for the U.S. national team but more importantly for the players in WL W NWSL yeah so I I, I always say you know uh, you guys have this uh, equal pay with the men's team and everything and and I'm saying great, grand, wonderful, except that's only the top 2% of the women player in the country. So whatever happens to everyone else that makes up your actual professional league, that should, yeah. you know, you know that, that, that's where I see equality in the, the, the big frame, you know, kind of yeah. catching up to the, to the rest. What about you guys? Yeah, I feel like since U.S. soccer, we're contracted through them. So there's a certain amount of players who are allocated. And so we, we get paid by them, which, yeah. you know, like frees up that money for the rest of the, the women to play on mm. the team. So I hope one day it gets to a point where the clubs can pay us just like how the men's side does it. And then so we U.S. Can, soccer wouldn't have to. Yes. Exactly. U.S. Right. soccer would only pay us if we're going into, you know, FIFA dates, right. which is what the men do. Right. which is not, you know, that's like a normal national team. Yes. But because the league ends in what, November, and then you have five months off season, it's like the national team has to continue and has to play. And when we have longer camps and because of that. Well, it's virtually playing for so, two club teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's really what it is. Yeah. Like we play for two club teams and we yeah. are owned by two different yeah you know organize like it's just a weird dynamic it's yeah like this constant battle yeah is it, is it, do you think it's a battle between the league and the federation and they're like well we're helping you but you're not you know like kind of a tug, well, tug of war they pay they pay our contracts right so yeah. for them you know if they want us out of fifa dates 
they could take us out of FIFA days because they pay our contracts. Yeah. Now, a Rose and, you know, uh, a Sam Mewis, they go to Man City and U.S. soccer has a camp during FIFA days. They're not going to have that luxury. Yeah. You know, as soon as, you know, I like that though. Comes, I like that. Cause we need US, US soccer needs yeah, to be on our US FIFA dates. That might force them on the door and yeah. says, "I need my players." They're going to be like, "No chance." I pay right. these players, right, right, and they right. will be here. Yeah. 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 So I don't know how that dynamic's going to work. Do you think unless, U.S. soccer should be on the FIFA calendar in terms of the MLS and NWSL? I can't say much because it's what makes us great. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. There is no like coincidence why we are so successful and as much as we're together, as much yeah. as tell we're us your, Tell us your secret sauce. I need to know so we can sprinkle some of that on the men's program sure. a little bit. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, <laughs> even, 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 oh, sorry, I mean to cut you off, but even like, even no, deeper, no, no. what's the, the, the more, I mean, because you guys have been so dominant since, you know, Mia Hams and, you know. They say he wants to find out how the hell, yeah, how, I wanna, how I the hell y'all win some of his World Cups and they can't yeah. even get, get into you know, that like round. The, the motivation <laughs> and, you know, how do you guys keep that, that same standard every year, year after year? Like, people don't know how hard that is. People, oh, yeah. People look at it as, yeah. like, oh, yeah, the women's team, uh, they win because they're good. It's not, it's not, it's not about that. that. Better, real yeah. soccer, real football players know it's a mentality. It's, it's an attitude. Yes. It's, it's how you live. It's how you breathe. Yeah. The game and how you see the game and what, what, yeah. what have you. So, in in you guys, in your eyes, what is it about you know the 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 U.S. women's national team that makes you guys so great? The mentality from years to years. To the youth players that come into the national team camps and, and they're already at that level that you guys need them to be to win World Cups. Like, how does that? How how do you guys see that? I think there's like a bunch of different factors that mm -hmm. come into play. I, yeah, I think don't, just don't be one, either. Like, give us, give us. No, some no, no. <laughs> I, I, it's like it's difficult, right? So you're not only competing like currently and current time yeah. with current countries. Like you're competing against the legacy of people who have come before you that you have to live up to this expectation. Mm -hmm. To me, I am more fearful of dropping the ball for all of these other people who have paved yeah. the way than, you know, when I show up against Germany or uh, let's say Spain or something, the thought of losing, like it doesn't, like exactly. it doesn't even exist. It's like we have to win every single game wow. or else yeah. we don't even – want to see what that side looks like because yeah. there's so much pressure of being the best in the world for mm -hmm. this long that yeah. your motivation is so different it's like a weird like every day we have to show up and and we already have the mindset of we have no option but to win <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like we'll show up to games and literally mentally already think like we're winning like we're going to win and yeah. they have absolutely no chance. And no matter who they are, it's like, we are going to absolutely dominate them mentally, emotionally, physically, like it's done. Even if say some random day that we go down a goal, we're still going to win three, one, you know, it's like, yeah. it doesn't even matter. It's like, there's no there's doubt no, in your mind. There's, there's no, no panic. panic. Right. It's oh, like, nice. I feel like See, even when we're, that's pressure. special that you guys yeah, never feel that yeah. stress, that pain. And, and it's funny because, like, you, you won back-to-back -back World Cups. But I think this last one in 19 was the first time I saw the women's team, not arrogant, but, like, so confident 
with yeah. during the whole tournament. You know, they yeah. but like, I think four years prior you guys were humble there. winners and like quiet and everything. And this time you guys were like celebrating and doing all this stuff. And yeah. I was like, wow, they they they're confident in what they're doing. They know they're great. Yeah. But I feel like that's also an element that's like somewhat of a tactic. Like I feel like it scares te other teams so bad. And I feel like because we are walking the walk and talking the talk, like we show up to get the job done. And there's so much incentive for us to win because this is our livelihood and this is how we, we make money. So that's also kind of, you know, played into this, this winning mentality. Um, I will say too, like a, a big difference is a lot of these players, and I don't know if this is very similar on the men's side, you guys probably could correct me if I'm wrong, like we all grow up playing together yes. for like, Before I can remember, you know, thinking back of, I started playing with Pino and a lot of these players when I was 15, 14 yeah. years old with the US team. Yeah. And there's not, there's not like flying changes. You guys see it. Yeah. The rosters are the same, same. throughout yeah. till we hit our shelf life and then we're gone. And that's yeah. usually about 35. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? these people. <laughs> um, like, not for goalkeepers, though. Not for goalkeepers. Yeah. So she's but in men, it's different. Like, we're right. all contracted. We have in our contracts, we are protected a lot of ways oh. where coaches can't come in and be like, yeah. we're going to yeah. bring this person. Yeah. We're going to bring, like, the men's side, there's a lot of times a lot of turnover there's mm -hmm. someone in, in his i haven't even heard of this kid he's yeah. 16 he's i never thought Europe. about it i never yeah. thought about it like that like, uh, there's contracted and so you can't yeah, actually like, yeah I mean, the salary's already paid gooch they have to play them yeah. yeah but so, also like our contract gets renewed every january so mm -hmm. you are busting your ass every it's january because i'm like oh, i to renew it uh, yeah. yeah yeah i'm here to get my contract i'm not here like i'm here to take your spot every single year yeah. and it's like i think with that mentality and you're fighting for Dude, like it's hundred games like what you, what you, what, what's your opinion in people terms of people don't talk in january yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what do you what do you think in terms because obviously the men's team is completely different right because you see turnover yes. like they, the wind right yeah. <laughs> um, yeah do you think in your example it's leaving space for a talent that could have gotten there, but don't because of the, the strict stipulations behind it. That's why they built the league. Yeah. That's your chance. There the you league go. is your chance in. If you it's can, been eight yeah. years, you know, so, it's eight years of the league. So by this time, yeah, there would have, there are players like you see like a Lynn Williams and a Jess McDonald, McDonald and these players who are on North Carolina who are breaking through to the national team just because of the league and because they do well in their club team, they, they're yeah. getting rewarded. And it's actually really good to see because before when you just have the national team, you didn't have a league, you could barely make, you know, break into the squad because they would only choose players who had been there through maybe the youth and who have just performed year after year and you're missing out on all these players. So yeah, and, and, and on the women's side, you guys, like, it's so different that nothing is given. It's like you wait your time. You could be a better player, but there's a veteran in front of you, and it's mm -hmm. like you got to pay your dues, you got to yeah. pay your dues, mm -hmm. but once you yeah. get that shot, you better not blow it. Yeah. And it almost preps you for 
anytime someone go goes in, it's mm -hmm. like they've been through it a million times. It's not their first cap. They're freaking out. They haven't yeah. been prepped. They haven't been in that thin air. Like these kids have gone through it for years and yeah. years and years. So when, when you guys talk about, you know, these a Mallory Pugh and she comes in or these young players who come in and make these massive impacts. They've been training man, for they've years. Been branded, so like, we've been yeah. doing that for years. You need know? <laughs> uh, to work like, behind the scenes. During na national team camp, you have, you know, the first team and say the second team, but half the time the second team beats the first team. And yeah. it's like, no matter who you pick, you're going to be successful. It's like you have 23 starters and it's like just who the coach values more, right? Or the personnel who fits better together. So you're constantly training every day at a high level and you're bringing the, that's the best of the best. And I think that's what also keeps us so mm -hmm. sharp and so... We so always say that. Up. We always say we have the first and second best, best team, team in the world. world. That's so <laughs> cocky. Right that's gay shit. Just say that. But, 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 but keep it real. The, 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 the rest of the world has, has been catching up. Don't you agree a little bit? Kind of like the gap has got yeah, a little bit smaller. Sure. Why do you think that is? They're investing in their women's yeah. leagues. They're putting more money into it. Um, yeah, and like and look at England. Right. England's league is like taking off right now. Yeah. It's a direct correlation to why their national team's doing well. They're investing, they're investing, mm -hmm. they're investing, they're bringing, they're putting players in good situations, mm -hmm. you know? And it's the same as Spain. Like they came out of nowhere, Netherlands. Like right. it's because yeah. these, even Italy, like there were so many good teams and it was so enjoyable to watch. It was the first World Cup where anything could have happened. Yeah. Like yeah. teams were so good I that agree. anything, you know, it, it wasn't a, a case where we s like snoozed through the first few rounds and then we had to wake up when it was like a semifinal game. Like the world, I mean, Every group game, stage, yeah. like everything was minus, so minus the 12 zero. Silent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you see like, it's not our, it's not our uh, job to like not score, score that many goals and perform at our best. It's, it's now, their their uh, association's job to put more money into yeah. the women yeah. and invest more to yeah. get them to the level that they should be at. Mm -hmm. um, and, I'll give you, I'll give you where... a round of applause for that one. I like that. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was coming. I knew who's going to do it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like you can't like you know play down just because we we feel bad. You know, it's it's kind of like listen like. This is where you should be. This is the standard. So, so, so what do you think about the standard now in U.S. soccer from the women's side? Do you think that it's, it's at a level where it needs to be, or you think you have to kind of up it up a little bit more? Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think that um, the style of play um, for the rest of the country is a little bit more skilled tactically, uh, a little more technical than, than the average American um, U.S. national team that we've seen in the past. Do you mm -hmm. think that we're keeping up with that level technically, or you think that that's an issue? I mean, you have, you know, I think we do have our technical players. You okay. have, you know. We're way more technical I mean, than we've ever yeah. been. Like, you okay. have your Manny yeah, Arpinas and your Tobin Nees and your Kristen Presses who can score from any angle ever, mm -hmm. um, anywhere on the pitch. And you have yeah. Rose Lavelle, of course, one of the best players in the Walla. world. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there are Crystal those. Dunn. Crystal Dunn. She's I mean, really she elevated. Yeah. It's like you, you do have these technical players. Um, 
but we do, you know, we're just fitter, faster, stronger. And we that's, always and, that's, have- and, that, and keep it real. That's what really what made you guys so successful. Yeah. Like, find that anyone the- can keep up with us, I think, for 60 minutes. Yeah, but not now. Like, I, I count on <laughs> But what about these teams now that are training year, year round, that are putting more money into the development of the players? Now they have the culture, they have the style, they have the style of play. And now they all have the fitness and the strength. Anything that now I just feel like there's one thing lacking you can't teach, and that's mindset. Mm. Yeah. Just that's like true. what Beasley said, like it's mentality. It's to- yeah. it, co- it totally. Yeah. Like that is what separates us, and it always has separated us, and that's something you can't teach. And our coach says it every day. Who is from England? Yeah. You know, was coaching at Birmingham. He's like, you guys are insane. Beautiful. Like yeah. it's just like mach- yeah. like your machines. Mm-hmm. And, and also, we do have a bigger crop of players to choose from. You yeah. know, our country is so much bigger. So and nice. I feel like that's also an advantage yes. that we have. You know, what, England's so, like this little bit bigger than the, the state, state of Florida, maybe? You know, so if, imagine if you had only that amount of players to choose from. Yeah, I think tough. that's also really tough. Hmm. Now, now let's, let's get a bit off the field. And um, can you talk us a little bit about the things you guys, I mean, I'm so proud of you guys and, and, and the way you have uh, always been active and stepping up and having a voice for the people who are voiceless. Um, talk about a little bit of the organizations and things that you are currently a part of and, and that you're proud of being a part of. Yeah, I think that's the biggest, like, you know, the biggest thing that has changed in our life mm-hmm. is really trying to focus on our brand outside of soccer mm-hmm. and like, completely living our truth and being vocal about what we believe and using a platform for the better. And, you know, we want to leave the game better than we found it, but we also want to not just be known for the player, you know, the players we are, but better yet, the the people we are. So Mm -hmm. I think leaving behind like a legacy where people will like remember and talk about you in a really high manner is important to us. Mm -hmm. And what has drawn us, you know, to attracted us for all these years mm-hmm. and you know I, I do think living our authentic truth and living our life to the fullest and being very open and honest and bringing people in and making them feel a part of our causes and what we're doing um, has been so such a big turning point in our life mm-hmm. yeah. um, but there's there's so much stuff we're fighting for um, you know, first and foremost, it started off with, you know, fighting for women, mm-hmm. on, for women equality and social equality and economic, like every part of it, like we know we are behind and we are privileged and there's so much we can be doing. Mm-hmm. And every turn we meet, there's other people we need to bring to the table to fight for. And it can't just be um women's soccer but women across all industries definitely and you know i'm a big advocate and i support like a lot of mental health um platforms to write love on our arms is one of them we what, just was that called i'm sorry what's that called to write love on our arms to it's a nonprofit. yeah for mm-hmm. addiction depression self-harm and suicide beautiful, beautiful. and then we work we just recently started doing stuff for the Trevor Project, which same thing. 
And not many people know, but September is National you know, World Suicide Prevention Month. And it's really, yeah. really important time okay, right you, now. You mind if we could speak about that a little bit? Have you ever gone through depression? I don't know. I think we all go through something. Yeah. Like I've never been like clinically diagnosed with anything, but I think like I'm good sitting with like real raw feelings. Like yeah. if I wake up and I'm having a hard day, like I'm, I give myself grace and I know that I need to rest. Like I give, 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 give you guys. Like I give people everything and all of me. And there are times when I need to just rest yeah. and I give myself the chance to do that so I can recharge and be ready to be impactful the next day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I live, I live to, I wake up and live every day and I want to be hopeful for a better place for my children. Definitely. I don't have children, um, but I sure as hell don't want to raise them in what I'm living in right now. And is that, is that a segue to the near future? I hope so. I definitely hope so. But I know, yeah. like, I'm creating change and I'm, I'm trying to be hopeful for a better day for my future children. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to work, 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 work and do whatever I can to make this a place where we all feel safe. Um, especially, you know, we do a lot in the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to constantly push the envelope and figure out a way where we all are equal. Like, like we're all free and we're all safe and we can wake up and not have to feel that politics or anything else, you know, gun violence are taking things away from like our groups of people, but how, how is it where we can all come together and we can all be like true, truly one. And that's the, the question right now, right? I, that's I, I what think, we're I trying need, to figure you, you out. You need, you need communication to figure that out. You know, that's why I'm yeah. so glad you guys are here. And uh, my co-hosts always get mad at me because I always ask questions that's not on the list and that we didn't talk <laughs> about and we didn't prep about. But, um, you know, uh, I think uh, for me, having a chance to have you guys in the room um, and having a conversation, especially have we all, me and my two brothers are feeling about what's going on now to hear your point of view, but also for people you've spoken to, I think it only helped somebody who's listening, you know? And, and yeah, and yeah I think also something that's so attractive about, you know, our, our team and our, our club team as well. And that like so many people can kind of, um, I guess are attracted to each and every one of us because we do, um, fight for what we believe in. And yeah. we do speak up on topics that, you know, we feel need change. And I think that's something that's really attractive about us that we're not just footballers. We're actually, you know, uh, have substance and we can, you know, fight for these issues and, and you guys, you guys, single, are, you guys are role models. Yeah. And I feel like that's, what's so great about, um, you know, our teammates too, is everyone is using their platform for good and they're really trying to, speak for those who don't have a voice and speak for those you know people standing in the back and i think that's really important for us to continue yeah. continue down this road and um you know people are listening mm -hmm. especially when we're you know on the biggest stage and and we're winning trophies and this and that it's all great and grand but at the end of the day it's how can we make this world a better place and how can we 
you know, get people on board with. Um, and you guys believe though yeah. that you guys believe that we can really get everybody looking at each other equally and treat so, each but other yeah, equally. I do. Yeah. I, I, I truthfully do. And it comes with, you know, you talk mm -hmm. about role models, you talk about leadership, like you got to have like a leader that's willing to see the same, you know, like see eye to eye with us and see that we're all equal and see mm -hmm. that we're all one. And until that happens, we're going to be putting out fires left and right, you know, like, cause we just are, cause we're fighting to fit. Like we're fighting. Mm -hmm. It's like magnets right now. We're not, we're flipped. We're all flipped yeah. right now. We're yeah. not, we're not together and we're fighting like this crazy battle that we're not going to get anywhere until we have the leadership that's willing to like kind of set the way. And, and we have to be biggest, the ones to like change that. My biggest thing is, is you don't have to be a role model. You don't have to have this crazy platform mm -hmm. to create change. I think the people sitting back being like, well, I don't really have a voice. No one's going to listen to me. Like that's where you're wrong. Mm -hmm. yep, you yep. know, like that's where we need you too. Like we need people to step up and like act and like vote and all these big things that come around in a time like this. Yeah. Like How do you change people's hearts though? Meaning like you can have policies, but if, if the person who has the power to implement that policy doesn't feel that way, doesn't have the compassion, doesn't have the heart, um, a lot of times it's, it's, it, it won't get implemented, right? It won't get changed. So in, in saying that, like, I don't know, I'm just putting it out there. I just you, feel like they're going to be left in the dust because we're all going to be coming okay. together and we're going to be fighting okay. for change. And so, so, I think so, majority, so majority of the people you think are, are for the better and, and have, have more of a compassion for each other than, 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 than not in, in this country. You think a majority of people have compassion for other, other races and genders and and respectful well now when we not, keep electing not, white yeah. men and older men in office no i don't think anything will ever change mm. I, I think I, people are so scared of change i do think that voting is power and voting is one of the most influential and impactful things you can do not only for yourself but you're for for your community yeah. and i think that people need to believe that and they need to start showing up you need to start signing up for your absentee ballots you need to start showing up to the polls in november and start preparing um, even for the smaller elections in your community, in your city, in your town, like those, those, those matter, those matter and those create change. And, and we have to be the ones to do it. And just because you think your vote doesn't matter, it actually does. And if you're not voting for yourself, then vote for your kids or vote for your future grandkids, or it's just, how do we change, how do, how do we change the, the, the American who's living in the boondocks of Virginia or the boondocks of Wisconsin and who doesn't have any type of relationships with other ethnicities except for on television for them to understand or care. How do we change that? Do you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys have gone through trying to change or trying to deal with people who don't feel the same way as you have, right? Yeah, and, and, to, and to clarify, obviously, Bees, myself, and Mauricio being African-American, you know, we have certain experiences and so it's great to hear from you guys who are Caucasian women that are expressing this you know this anger this this disdain in what's going on and a lot of times you know especially when the riots started happening my yeah. phone was being blown up everybody wanted to talk and it was like a TED talk every two minutes so yeah. and a lot of times I was thinking like I can't answer the question for you. You guys have to find the answer within yourselves and within your communities and figure out why you feel this way or why it's even gotten to that point. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and I think it's our job uh, as white people to change white people. And I think it's our job to educate ourselves and not, you know, ask, um, ask others for the answers. And I feel like it's our job to do the work. Um, I can't imagine how tiring it is after, what, 400 some years to um, suffer through this oppression and um, feel like having that fear every time you walk out of your house um, that you could possibly lose your life just by being who you are. And I think it's our job to do the work and, um, and we won't be tired and we're gonna continue to fight um, because like Ashlyn said before, none of us are free until we all are free. Mm -hmm. And so we have to do the most on our platforms. We can't maybe reach every single person and, you know, the, 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 I don't want to, you know, <laughs> in the farms of Virginia or, yeah. you know, which is totally fine. If you yes. And we love, we love way. farms of Virginia. We love farms That's, of Virginia. But, you know, we're not going to reach every single person, but if you can do your part in your community and you can continue to encourage your friends and family and encourage them to educate themselves, especially uh, Ashlyn and I uh, and our families um, we try to do are our a little bit more conservative. We are continuing to have, you know, hard, have hard conversations. Hard yeah. conversations. Yeah. And, and that's where I think the change will, will happen if you just kind of do your part um, in your smaller community and then hopefully other people are doing their part and it's kind of the puzzle pieces will then eventually fit together. Love, love is contagious, just like hate is. The more you spread it, the more it's going to catch on. And you guys yeah. do a great job spreading that. And like I said, Gooch said, um, you know, not only are you role models, you're great role models and you, you're great for the game. You're great for off the field. Uh, we're huge fans and we're just so excited and thankful that you guys came on to just chop it up with us. Give us a little insight. Um, B's had a, a question that uh, I wanted him to ask because he's never given me a gift. So. What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What question is that? Wait. <laughs> who, who, gives oh, best, who gives the best or worst gift between oh, you why two? Why are you drinking down there? What? Oh, I got it. He's drunk. He's drunk his eyes. I'm tired. These thought I, this I was a, a happy hour. Uh, I, have a, I heard you guys I, have a happy hour. I have a six-year-old, so it's, 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 I have a six-year-old, and I work from home, so it's, it's a long, it's a long, oh, long, days. It's a long oh, days. It's a long oh, I, days. Are you no, doing no. the home? Are you doing the homeschooling, the virtual learning, or the? No, no, she just she just started going back. She just started okay. going back. Yeah, she's just going to go back. To yeah. yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Get out. Gotta go. <laughs> That summer was that summer. So, so, so hold on. This is my, my last argument, <laughs> Beezy. You just said you had a long day, six year old at home, but then you said she went back. So what is it? Is she homeschooling or is she went back? It's, it's only drunk. been a couple days, though. It's only been a couple uh, days. She's so still I'm, tired. I'm still catching up. Yeah, oh, I'm still tired. Oh, my bad. From like, my bad, from my what, bad. five now months, I get it. I've been tired. Now I get it. Now oh, I get my it, God. I get it. But listen, listen I, I just hope you guys uh, get a chance to get on that field. Um, and, and get a chance to express yourselves and get back to, to what you, uh, you guys are about. I hope that um, all the things you guys are involved with, if you ever need us to be a part of it, to spread the word, uh, please call Gooch only. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, lose my number. <laughs> nah, I'm joking, man. But again, we just want to say much love and we want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Oh, and by the way, this is a Merlot. This is a Merlot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, had, I had to add that. I got to add that. We'll send you one of our favorites. Yeah, please I'll do. Get, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I, I'm, a, I'm a wine drinker, so 
Thank you guys. And for what you guys do. Yeah, and, we appreciate um, we've looked up to you too, since, you know, we played on the national team and just appreciate everything you do to support us as well. I think we need more men to support the women. And okay. so we appreciate that. Yes, we love you guys. We love you. Yeah, for sure. We love you guys. Much love, Thank guys. you so much. All right. Take care. Have a good All right. Night. You guys have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. The legends. The legends. I finally got to talk to real World Cup players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you real, world, real World Cup winners. Real, yeah, World Cup, real World Cup winners. That's what it feels like to be damn. But, you know, I love what they talked about the mentality. You know, I think that, you know, you, you win and lose games when you step on the pitch and, and you have that belief and the other team can feel it too. You know? Yeah, but you, you know what thing that, that's the reason why I want to ask that question because a lot of people don't understand how hard that is to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, like we, like, even me, I'll, I'll speak about me. I've been in teams or with Chicago my first year. We, mm. we had a winning mentality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was that year, the players we had, the coaches that we had, we had a winning mentality. Same when I was with PSV, Scott, the same. But they do it every single, single. year. Yeah. Every you single know, game. It doesn't matter. Every <laughs> single game. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter from 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 um, when uh, you know they, the what I talked about um, Mia Ham and the, her days, and now it's you know the, the Rose Lavelles and you know Carly Lloyd mm -hmm. now. So it's, it hasn't changed. But that's the thing when when Ashton was explaining, she's like, we have such a weight that we have to not even live up to ourselves but live yeah. up to what was to before what, exactly yes. so i'm exactly. like yeah, that's, that's crazy that's yeah heavy. and i think i think that's i think that was such so powerful for, for her to say because i actually i really wanted to know like, i really yeah. really wanted to know what they what's the secret sauce as people like to say <laughs> what was the secret you know what i'm saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well listen man i, I just want to say that uh you know always a great show i miss you guys great to be back um, Gooch, take us away, please. Well, uh, I was hoping that we wouldn't have to be in this climate okay. again. You, you know, knew it. Uh, you knew it. I knew it, but I was hoping not this soon. I mean, I mean, let's 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 think about it. But you know, it's in 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 a tunnel of darkness. There's always a little bit of light, and and having Ashlyn and Ali on, you know, shows that you know what Definitely. they're working towards, and not just for themselves in in, in their community, but for the for the African-American community in the country and pushing towards equality, you know, and, and for me, that that's beautiful. So, you know, big ups to them. And, you know, I love you boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget again, subscribe, comment, review, show us some love. And us know. send some Merlot to bees. Yes. <laughs> no, no. Allie, <laughs> Ashlyn, please send me some Merlot. I love, yes. All right. Big shouts I'm out to y'all. Much love. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.